Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Arreda, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we have an Attacking Third midweek NWSL preview for you all. Thank you for joining us live. For those of you who are already in the chat, we love going live. A quick reminder before we get into everything, subscribe to us on YouTube for NWSL extended highlights, exclusive interviews, and our live recaps and so much more. YouTube.com slash attacking third. Hit subscribe. It helps us out big time. Lisa, we're, we're back at it. Quick turnaround for us. We got to chat NWSL action. How, how are you doing today? I'm so good, Sandra. I'm so good. I went for a nice run this morning in Philadelphia. Nice. This is like the perfect weather for me. I love to go running at this weather because in the mornings it's still chilly enough, but the sun is shining so bright and you know that it's going to get warm throughout the day. Um, so that's really where I'm at right now. I'm coming off that runner's high from this morning, but otherwise I'm good. We got midweek action in the NWSL and then we got games again this weekend. It's just nonstop right now. How are you doing? How are you holding up? I'm doing good. I'm I'm high for it. This is uh it just sort of feels like <laughs> with the overlap that there that it happened with Challenge Cup, it has sort of felt a little bit nonstop. And it just we were looking at the calendar and we we're like, oh, it's and it's just going to continue to be oh, nonstop. nonstop. <laughs> uh and it's always not and you know what? We're here for it. Uh we had an off season where we were like, gosh, we, we sure do miss doing that soccer and now it's uh it's relentless in its return so we're going to chat a little bit about what's going to happen this wednesday so thanks for the preview and checking you can catch so many of these games on paramount plus so make sure you tune in and check them out we've got north carolina courage versus orlando pride we've got racing louisville fc versus san diego way we've got portland thorns fc versus washington spirit and we're going to go through those and give some picks and everything but before we jump into that we thought it would be really really nice to touch on uh you know some some speculation at the moment uh, we have nwsl in full swing the regular season is in effect we're going to be entering week four here round round four of some nwsl competitive fixtures but you know we we said farewell to the fa cup we congratulated chelsea on, on picking up back-to-back FA Cups. And we've seen since then with between the game between Chelsea and Manchester City, there's a number of Manchester players who have bid farewell. Uh, George Stanway announcing recently that she's going to be going to Bayern. So we mm-hmm. were taking a look at that, Lisa, and we were like, well, what could this mean between these two leagues with NWSL and uh, FA Women's Super League? Is there going to be overlap if there's a transfer window opening up? Are we going to see some movement? Uh, I would like to see it. I would love to see it. I mean, there's a lot of rumors hanging around there. We even have people 
bag of quarks in our chat right now mentioning Lucy Bronze, um, <laughs> English International. Is, is she coming to the NWSL? There's no reports on that as of this recording, but we're keeping our finger on the pulse. We're aware of everything that's happening, all the rumors, all the trades. And when when things actually happen, we'll fill you guys in. We'll let you know how, how it all breaks down. But I love this part of, of the year because the Europe seasons are ending and NWSL is still happening. So there's a chance for these players to continue playing throughout the summer and we get them over here in the NWSL. We'll see what happens. The last, the last I love that the, the Lucy bronze Derby. last thing I saw is like the potential for a team, like perhaps maybe even like real Madrid to, to go ahead and, and take a look at, uh, take a look at a player like that to try to boost up their team looking ahead into how they're trying to build things over there. And look, I'm not against any, I would love to see that as well. I love to see <laughs> competition kind of level out a little bit over, over Europe uh, as well. But uh, I just feel like real Madrid period has kind of been in the headlines uh, full oh, stop yeah. on both men's side of the ball and the women's side of the ball. It's pretty, pretty funny to sort of chat about that, but something that we'll be paying attention to and keeping our eyes on, obviously as the euros are coming up as well, there's going to be a lot of excitement right now now coming out of Europe. So we're going to try our best to keep an eye on that here and attacking third. But for now, we have to like put our focus ahead to three matches that are going to be taking place on Wednesday. Let's talk about North Carolina Courage versus Orlando Pride. The first game for the Courage since the Challenge Cup Championship. This one taking place on Wednesday, May 18th, going to be kicking off at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just a little bit of you know, just catching folks up in case they might have missed some things. North Carolina has not played again uh, since their Challenge Cup victory uh, because their recent match against New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC was recently postponed due to a number of players on both teams under COVID protocol. Uh, if you might have missed our previous uh, episodes about the postponement of this game, there was a little bit of back and forth. The, the league went ahead and in introduced a brand new policy called a COVID replacement player policy. Uh, it follows uh, similar protocols uh, with the national team replacement policy, meaning teams in the event of losing players due to international duty uh, during national uh, international windows or in the instance of uh, too many players being out with under COVID protocol, you can sign a temporary player to help sort of uh, flesh out your, your roster for a game day. This current policy is only going to be in effect for the next 60 days, however, and it will eventually be reevaluated by the league and the uh, NWSL Players Association to just sort of see if this is something they need to keep going moving forward. But uh, yeah, between the two sides, about 11 players out under COVID protocol. So that game was postponed. So we have not gotten to see North Carolina Courage in, a, in regular season action since their week one loss to Angel City. So now they're going to go ahead and, and return to action. They're going to welcome Orlando Pride. Uh, Lisa, when we're, when we're looking at these two teams going head to head, who, who are you picking and why? This is a tough one because we talked a little bit off mic before this started about these teams, about Orlando Pride in particular, because as 
as you looked at the landscape of the season, it was all, it was like Orlando's going to struggle a little bit throughout this year. They they lost some big time players. They have a lot of new faces, including head coach Amanda Cromwell into the league coming from the collegiate game. And Orlando is going to struggle. They're going to have their ups and downs throughout the season. However, they're going to be a team that surprises a lot of folks. They just beat Angel City FC, which was a great win. Sydney LaRue getting an early goal in that match over Angel City. Um, And then when you look at North Carolina, they're coming off of a bye week technically with that COVID postponement, but they've had people and players on COVID protocol. So they haven't been able to train. They haven't been able to practice. I doubt they've been around the team. Luckily you can do zooms and and join in team events that way and film sessions that way. But coming off of a challenge cup win and then going into a postponement with a lot of players on COVID protocol, that's not always great. We don't know the availability report as of this recording Tuesday afternoon for Wednesday evening matches for North Carolina. If those COVID players under COVID protocol are out of protocol, if they're available, if only some of them are, if not. So that's all things that need to be taken into consideration. However, in this match, North Carolina versus Orlando, depending on the players available, depending on who's not I'm going to go with North Carolina getting the win in this one. Um, I I think they just have a little bit more grit to them and going against a team like Orlando pride that that's coming off of a big win. Um, But in the history between these two sides, last 14 matches between Orlando and North Carolina, Orlando has won one against the courage in, in those 14 matches. So historically this is a tough matchup for Orlando to face. And I don't think this midweek action is going to be any different because Orlando, they also played last weekend. So coming off of a really quick turnaround, heading into these midweek games, it's going to be a theme. Um, And we're seeing a lot of younger players from North Carolina step up. Emily Gray, she got an assist in her regular season debut for the courage and just really a lot of promise from North Carolina. It's a tentative, it's a tentative pick. For North yeah. Carolina is what I'm hearing from you. I'm definitely a little bit tentative about this, but I, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna stick with North Carolina for now. I, I hear you. I, I don't blame you. Like if we if we go back and we even just look at that availability report that came out just on May 13th for the game that was ultimately postponed against Gotham, uh, I can't even go through through all of them. So I'll just pick out maybe some key players that kind of stand out to me right away. Just on the North Carolina Courage side, we had a uh, Katie Bowen who was out with, with co- under COVID protocol. Abby Ursic out under COVID protocol. Uh, Emily Gray uh, left knee. Uh, issue there who was listed as out Carson Pickett COVID protocol Brianna Pinto COVID protocol Kaylin Rowland who has been their starting goalkeeper uh, COVID protocols and uh, Casey Murphy was uh, bumped up uh, temporarily I think to questionable with the right knee but ultimately they did not play this game against Gotham so those are some pretty those are some of those players depending on the day of the week right let's say a midweek match could be a starter uh, for this North Carolina courage side so I think when we're looking at also the fact that they're going to have somebody uh, like Caroline who is out for a little while with the sprain that uh, she went ahead and confirmed on her own social media. She said, hey, I'm, I'm going to be yeah. out for a little while. I'm wondering what this North Carolina Courage side is going to look like against Orlando Pride. Again, as of this recording, we don't have uh, the availability report as just yet. And uh, we also haven't seen, you know, if that COVID player replacement uh 
policy is going to be in effect uh, just yet. We haven't seen the announcement of any uh, yep. players added to the roster, um, you know, un- under this new policy in place. So I'm a little curious as, uh, you know, if, if certain players are already past, you know, the, the appropriate allotted amount of time. Five um, days. <clears throat> We'll we'll see. It's 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 cutting it close. Um, I'm also looking particularly at that goalkeeper position right. because we just hadn't seen. We we know what Casey Murphy is capable of because of prior performances in the past for both club and country, but we have not seen her uh, play for North Carolina Courage in 2022 quite yet. She you know she's been uh, dealing with a little bit of a knock and trying to go ahead and take care of that. So I'm I'm who's going to be starting in net? I mean in, they in have they have Marissa Bova who is a college draft pick for North. Carolina. Carolina, but she's yet to see time. And uh, I don't know the fact that Casey Murphy was <laughs> bumped up from out to questionable for last week's game, dependent upon that is because there's only three goalkeepers rostered. Yeah. And if you have one starting in the game, you have to have at least one on the bench in case anything happens, but that's not good for Casey Murphy's recovery. If, if she's scrambling a little bit and saying, okay, I need to step up and, and, and play this game for my team because they don't have a goalkeeper. So that's a, the, Goalkeeper is yeah. the biggest question mark because there are other field players that can slot into a lot of these different roles. I mean, yeah, it's very hard to replace Abby Urseg as a center back for the courage, but there are other defenders that yeah. can do it. There are defensive middies that can slot into that role as well. You can change your formation a little bit, but goalkeeper, not no one can just slot into that role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, even without potentially some of these players, I know we're keeping a focus on on the goalkeeper position right now, but looking at players who could potentially be available for this game, somebody like a Dabinia, somebody mm-hmm. uh, like a, a Denise O'Sullivan, uh, two players who are, are massive in the middle for this North Carolina side. Uh, Taylor Smith wasn't uh, on that previous availability report. I'm, I'm wondering if, she, if she's going to you know, be available for, for this match against Orlando. And if so, I think she's going to be a bit of a menace for that back line and the Orlando pride side. So I'm a little bit torn in this one, Lisa, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of unknowns for me with North Carolina. And when I'm looking at the other side of the ball at Orlando pride, we got to show them some love here now in the segment, (laughs) they're coming off of a very interesting game where they did end up squeezing out a result uh, two to draw against Kansas city. They're, they're looking like they're trying some things and trying to figure some things out here in these early part of the regular season as other teams are trying to iron things out and figure things out early uh, in the season as well. This is a good time to maybe try to steal some points perhaps from other teams who are still trying to go ahead and uh, cross the T's and dot the I's. So when I'm looking at this Orlando pride team and seeing how they are undefeated in their last two matches, they are perhaps a little bit more in form. Uh, They have, we're looking at a North Carolina Courage team that has not played in a little while in the regular season. Uh, and not only we're coming off of a little bit of a, of a grinder of, of a ske- in, the, in the portion of the schedule, but now I've had a number of players that have had to deal with COVID protocol. So I'm not sure yeah. what their form is going to be in this match after so many different obstacles to get back into playing into the regular season. So I'm going a little bit back and forth in this one as I look at Orlando Pride and say, hey, they've had Aaron McLeod back for a number of weeks now. She's been looking really good in net, is a keeper who likes to face a lot of shots and is capable of that. I think she's faced like something like 46 crosses already in just 
three appearances here uh, in in uh, in the regular season. And then they've also welcomed the return of Sydney LaRue, yeah. who has been a huge bump uh, for for this team. So I'm I'm torn in this one and I'm a little curious as if this one is maybe going to be a draw. And I think that's where I'm leaning between these two for me. I see that. I totally see a draw in this one based on everything that we've just talked about. It really depends on player availability and and which players for North Carolina have been back. And, and of course, the health of Orlando Pride players because they need to stay in top shape as well. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a few more games to get through you all. We're going to be back with our picks on the remaining two matches right after a quick break. Stay with us. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, all right, all right. We're back, we're back, we're back. We got to talk about two more matches here to close out the midweek action yeah. here for NWSL. Let's take a look at Racing Louisville FC versus San Diego Wave FC. This one also kicking off on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Oh, my goodness, Lisa. We've got these two teams that gave us some pretty thrill, uh, pretty interesting thrillers uh, just three, four days ago. Quite frankly, we had San Diego Wave picking up a win over Chicago Red Stars, and we've got Racing Louisville who – went ahead and came from behind and picked up a draw against Houston Dash. Racing Louisville, I think their first time taking a look at Alex Morgan in, the, in, yeah. in this year, right? We're, we're taking a look at some of the teams who have, you know, played each other multiple times already in the Challenge Cup. And now we're starting to see teams branch out a little bit and get a look at other opposition that maybe they didn't get a chance to face during Challenge Cup. Lisa, when we're looking at these two teams, based on the recent form, who are you looking at in this one or why? This is such a tricky one because you're right. This is the first time Racing Louisville will be playing against a California team, um, let alone San Diego Wave, who's coming off of a big win last weekend over Chicago. Alex Morgan, she gets her fifth goal in in two games, uh, which is just incredible for San Diego Wave. Of course, three of them were penalty kicks. I like to make that clarification for, for everyone. Three of Alex Morgan's goals were Penalty kicks, but still she found the back of the net. And Racing Louisville, they're coming off of a very familiar 1-1 draw with Houston Dash, a team that they've now played four times, I believe, throughout the Challenge Cup and the regular season. And so for this one, Racing Louisville um, having to 
host San Diego wave at least gives them a, a little bit of a leg up. I think if this game was being played in San Diego, it would also be a different story. So racing Louisville is the host San Diego traveling to Louisville, Kentucky to place play against racing. But for this match, um, we've seen Jess McDonald go on a bit of a tear in that match against Houston. It was McDonald getting the equalizer goal against Houston and, and a great header goal, um, she scored in back-to-back games for Racing Louisville, Jess McDonald. And that's what Kim Bjorkegren brought in McDonald to do, score goals for this team. We also talked about it a little bit in the midfield. We're seeing Jalen Howe come into a little bit more of her form. I think Katie Lund, goalkeeper for Racing Louisville, has done a, a good job keeping Louisville in a lot of games going up against some tough competition. However, San Diego is really tough competition with their attacking presence that they have. We saw Kaylee Real get a goal last weekend. Alex Morgan, of course, knows how to find the back of the net. Young rookies and Kelsey Turnbow for San Diego can create dangerous opportunities whipping the ball in. There's a bit of an injury report happening as well with San Diego, dependent upon Abby Dahlkamper, center back, if she'll be in this match, uh, because if we're looking at the defensive line for San Diego with Gurma is the namestay in the center back right now for San Diego and Casey Stoney having to match up against Jess McDonald. Jess McDonald loves that competition. She's going <laughs> to eat that rookie for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So that is a bit concerning when I look at San Diego's side. However, San Diego is, they're coming off three wins in the regular season. They are at the top of the standings. It's at this point in the season where do, do the wave continue to peak or do we see them settle and, and plateau a little bit into uh, what the rest of the season could be? I don't foresee that happening. Not not quite yet for San Diego wave. This is going to be a good matchup, though. This well, is going to be a good matchup. It's also like the start of like a very heavy kind of set of games. You know, we're, we know that all teams are going to go through uh, this th these types of grinds throughout the season where there's just going to be a little bit of a compact schedule, a lot of match days within a certain type of week. Uh, so I'm I'm looking for that. This is going to yeah. be, I think, a different type of test for, for San Diego. I think that we have yet to see them kind of go through. Uh, I love to talk about a win streak. I love to talk about a scoring streak. So, I mean, if, if Wave end up taking this one in Louisville, it's it's just more fodder for us right here to, to con continue to chat about. But on the other side of things, a team like Racing Louisville to be able to maybe kind of shatter that little, the, the, the small streak right now might also be another thing where it's like, hey, look at, look at NWSL doing NWSL things. Um, while I've been going, like... Most games, I usually go back and forth on when, when I'm thinking of a pick. But, you know, even with the quick turnaround, Lisa, even with the travel, I'm just looking at the form. And I just am too impressed right now with what San Diego Same. is doing on the pitch. I, it's They are making it hard for me to pick against them. And I'm, I'm not going to do that on this episode now in the event. That we are both incorrect, and we got to come on here and talk about you know how racing uh, shocked the league. I'm I'm excited. That's great to do that. That's that's also great for for us, right? But uh, I, I like what we've been seeing out of this San Diego side. I, I'm very very happy to see uh, what is going on with with Casey Stoney and how she has been able to go ahead and you know kind of like transition somewhat easily with with NWSL play. I know that for some, even we talk about this a lot with players, but with coaches, maybe there's also that storyline or that narrative as well. Like, oh, this is a very transitional type of league. 
are are the new coaches who come into play going to be able to go ahead and be able to transition to this league and the style of play automatically. And sometimes there's a little bit of a struggle in that, but I don't think we're seeing that with somebody like Casey Stoney. I'm appreciative of some of these small adjustments that we've already seen a bummer for me from the last game. Mm-hmm. It was tough to see somebody like Amir Ali go out again. We don't have the availability report. I'm not too sure what that's going to, you know, how that might reshape some things for San Diego. If it does at all, we will see. But again, when you're going back and forth and making these picks, I'm taking a look at San Diego and I'm sticking with them too. So I think yeah. you and I both going two for two here with San Diego as well. You want to put a scoreline on it? Maybe make it a little more fun. I, I don't, don't want to put a scoreline. I do want to put a scoreline on it. So Racing Louisville, they're ranked number nine right now in the standings. Um, they've scored four goals. They've had five goals against in the regular season. San Diego, uh, they've put up seven goals and they have one goal against. Uh, I mean, looking at that defensively, we know that Kaylin Sheridan for San Diego has been tremendous in goal. I think they get one against them, though. I think Racing Louisville gets on the board. I'm hoping for 2-1 San Diego. All right. I, I think, you know what? I'll put uh, Instead of a scoreline, I'll put a, a different prediction on it. I think San Diego gets another penalty in this game. Yeah, come on, Sandra. That's I, too I, easy. Of course, I think I think, I think I think that they're causing <laughs> problems for back lines, and that's going to continue in this game. And I wouldn't be surprised if San Diego wins okay, so, another penalty in this one. So I think that's too easy because no. yeah, that's probably going to happen. Does Kalen Sheridan get a shutout? Yes or no? Oh man, does Kalen Sheridan get a shutout? You know what? I'm going to say yeah. I would okay. say this is going to be okay. uh, with a quick turnaround. Maybe it'll be less. Maybe it'll, maybe it won't be like such a blowout. Maybe it'll be like a, a one zero or two zero. Okay, that's fine. That's all I wanted. All right. Or not. <laughs> all right, fine, fine, fine. Moving on. <laughs> Let's take a look at Portland Thorns FC versus Washington Spirit. This one closing out the Wednesday slate of games. It's a late one, 10 p.m. Eastern kickoff. If you're on the East Coast, man, uh, I uh, I think. We got to talk about talking about. We got to talk about the spirit to start off this one, Lisa. They uh they've gone through some things a little bit since that Challenge Cup loss, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna look in this one again. The quick turnaround, the travel, those type of things linger for me in the back of my mind. But you take it away when you're looking at these two teams. Are you picking anyone? Are you going win dub? Are you going to dub? Are you going to L? Are you picking a draw? I haven't decided yet, honestly, because I want to talk to you about it. I want to hear your thoughts a little bit Um, because these two teams, I mean, this is probably my match of the Wednesday that I've circled that that I'm setting my alarm for. I'm taking a nap tomorrow afternoon so that I can stay up and watch this game kicking off at 10 Eastern because (laughs) this is going to be a really good match. We, We know Washington Spirit, they're coming off of that tough loss to Angel City that they just suffered at home. Uh, Chris Ward, head coach for the Spirit, not too happy with how the outcome of that game went. He wasn't too happy about the lack of calls against Ashley Hatch that were not called. Um, He mentioned something like they only tried to stop her with a bear hug and there was no foul called on that when it's illegal. So he was a little fired up about that. Um, We didn't see Ashley Sanchez enter the game until uh, late as a substitute against Angel City. Maybe looking to get a little bit of a rest for her. Um, She wasn't listed on the injury report by any means, but I'm thinking that Sanchez gets a start in this match. We'll see her in the midfield, and I think we're going to have full force up top for Chris Ward with Hatch, Rodman, and Anna Helferty in the front line and, and Kingsbury in goal. So 
I think Chris Ward's going to come out and say, I want to win this game with everything I have, despite a midweek game and weekend matches again coming up. However, when we look at Portland, um, some stats for everyone, Portland has never lost a home league match against Washington Spirit in 10 meetings. Um, Incredible. So Portland's never done that. and, And this is tough for Portland to lose at home. Frankly, that's just how the cookie crumbles for Portland. It's a really tough place to play. Um, but this is going to be a good match. Honestly, I could see it being a draw, like a heavy draw because Portland's game that they just came off of against OL rain. It wasn't the greatest. That wasn't great soccer. We didn't see goals happening. It was a zero, zero draw. There wasn't a lot of umph coming from the Portland side. It was a wet, rainy, gross night in Portland. However, I, I think that they're going to bounce back, get some goals in this one, but I, I think I'm going to go draw between these two these two sides, Washington and Portland. What are you thinking? Saving saving your draw for this one, I don't I don't blame you. I think I think there's an argument or a case to, to be made there for for one like this. I, I don't know if I'm looking at something like um, I don't know if I'm looking at something like rest for Portland on this one. I think going maybe Saturday or Sunday to to Wednesday is is tough on on the body but going Friday to Wednesday I think is a little different and Portland is not a team that has to travel in this one I think we're looking at spirit who might be feeling that the effects of that a little bit more or a little bit differently I'll just say in a match like this um, but I'm excited in this game to see, I hope we do get to see some, some end to end in this one. But I think if we do see that early in the match, it could lead to maybe some, some heavy legs toward, towards the, the latter stages of, of the match. And, and that can always lead to, to maybe some, some chaotic moments, uh, in, in NWSL games for sure. Uh, but have to think that maybe part of the reasoning in, in not necessarily giving Sanchez a start, uh, on Sunday was knowing that there is another match right. on a quick turnaround, trying to manage, you know, player minutes and, and play and, and incorporating player rotation. Um, so maybe she will get tasked with the start in this one. Again, we're unsure if, if somebody like an Andy Sullivan will be available for, for this game. She has been going through and, 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 uh, with the calf injury, I believe. And I'm curious that if she I- is available, uh, for this one, like the midfield's obviously going to contend a little bit with with the oh, yeah. with Portland and their new sort of three back formation that that's that we've been looking at, and uh, I've been I've enjoyed that with head coach Ryan Wilkinson and this Thorn side. I think it has uh, it's been playing well to to the personnel mm-hmm. that the Thorns are putting out on the pitch. Uh, there were no goals in in that game against only was a zero zero scoreless draw in a rainy, you know Pacific Northwest you know backdrop. Um, but it wasn't for lack of, of effort. I don't think, I mean, we're talking about like 17 shots a piece for each of these teams, I know. you know, and it's just like, it's just like one, just, they just didn't go in the back of the net and, and Portland getting about, you know, seven opportunities on, on target. Um, but just unable to, to knock one past there. But, but I've liked this dynamic that we've seen between, Weaver between Smith between Sinclair and the yeah. buildups, you know, to to try and and present this sort of uh, you know this sort of uh, impressive attack, and I'm hoping that the goals will come eventually, maybe even in this game. Uh, I think I'm I, I kind of felt like maybe I wanted to go in a draw with this one, Lisa, but 
I really do think that it's going to come down to it's going to come to a winner. And I think it's going to come down to those really thin margins that we always see in an NWSL match. But I'm going to be going with the home side in this one. I don't know if it's yeah. going to be. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it might be another one of these kind of narrow wins for Portland. Um and I think it's maybe going to be something like a 1-1 one, one or a 2-1, perhaps. Even. I, I don't want to count out the the incredible goal scorers that exist and for, for the spirit, but I'm just not sure if that's going to be enough against this Portland side that has kind of swallowed up some midfielders uh, over the last couple games that we've seen. So I'm, I'm excited to take a look and sort of see how this one plays out. I think I'm with you on that as well. We're looking at the three games uh, on this midweek. If there maybe is only one that you're able to keep an eye on, I would maybe keep an eye on, on this one for sure. So I'm going Portland in this one. Lisa. I love that. And you mentioned the tight margins. That's exactly it. If Andy Sullivan is back for Washington, that changes the game. It changes everything for, for Washington spirit, but um, we don't know yet. Okay, so you've got Portland in this last match. I've got a draw closing things out on our midweek matches. Only three. It feels so small. I know. Feels six know. on the weekends, but don't worry. We'll get them all packed in on Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Again. You know us. We like to hop on here all of the time, nearly every day. And we're going to like have another preview for sure for everyone. But listen, before we close out, we wanted to take the time, as always, to to thank you all so much for joining us on our live. And whenever we go live, thanks for hitting subscribe and, and tuning in. And uh, we are celebrating our 200th podcast episode. So we are like very, very happy, very, very, very happy about that. We've been putting in a lot of work since day one here at attacking third and we're just really really so happy anytime you know we see folks joining us whenever we go live whether it's midday late night morning uh, you all have been there with us and uh, we hope that you continue to to stay with us so uh, we hope you've enjoyed uh, this preview we will of course be back with even more content for you all Thank you all so, so much for listening to Attacking Third. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe. Visit YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. And if you have questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your question. And Lisa and I will answer it during a mailbag segment. And we'll be back with more. We're going to be recapping the mid-game weeks, uh, mid-game, the midweek games this week. And then we are also going to come back with a weekend preview for you all. Okay, so stay tuned. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Thursday.